Hi, I'm a Ross. And I'm a Wizzy. Boy, gee willikers. I sure do love My Little Pony. It's okay, in the written form. Wait, wait, wait. I thought you didn't like reading. I think reading is a sin. Wizzy, surely you can't be serious. No, seriously. I believe reading is an act against God. No, I mean about My Little Pony. Oh. Well, don't get me wrong. My Little Pony is fine and all. But there's just so many other things I could be doing. Name one thing you could be doing. Reading. Okay, well, name five more things you could be doing. Eating. Sleeping. Drinking. Not watching My Little Pony. Exercising. Okay, well, name eight more things. Socializing. Playing with my Legos. Contacting the dead. Celebrating President's Day. Establishing a colony on Mars. Baking. Being gay. Reading My Little Pony fanfiction. Wait, what? Ross and Wizzy's Fan Fiction Power Hour, every week on wherever the hell you get your podcasts. What's up, guys? I want to do a quick cold open for part one of a two-part one, episode 112. I went into kind of a tangent towards the end, but I wanted to figure, finish my point, and I didn't realize until I stopped recording. John Cena, I made this comment about John Cena, he just, all this stuff is happening as John Cena makes the his first air quotes, you can't see me doing air quotes, negative statement towards the company, as he said, the WWE needs to start working towards younger talent, and not relying on part-timers, which I never thought we'd hear John Cena say, you know, but the more and more he goes to that Hollywood bubble, the more and more he's like, you know, I'm starting to see what, you know, other people are talking about now, you know, uh, so it was good to have him say that, but in the same week that he says that comment, 12, they get 12 releases, and all the releases, like Bobby Fisher's probably the most justified. Like he's been so injury prone. But the point is, and I just wanted to say that to finish that thought because I don't believe I did. I said a lot in that 33 minute episode. But either way, um, this is part one. There's a second part where we talk about beautiful Bobby Eaton and the unmatched series of AEW action figures. So please check them both out. Uh, you guys have gotten a lot of extra content this week, the last couple weeks. Uh, n- not by design. There's just been a lot going on, so enjoy the show, y'all. Hear me breathing heavy. I am getting over a cold. Nothing COVID related. Uh, it has everything to do with the fact that apparently I'm going for what the news says here. So don't sit there and email me or eh, this is not true. No, no, no. I'm going for everything that I, I know. Woke up Monday morning, my back was killing me. My back never kills me. And I was watching the news randomly for some reason. I have no clue why I was watching this. Don't even go there. Anyways, 
Um, it says Colorado has the seventh worst air pollution problem currently in the world. I said, that's crazy, right? And I don't work outdoors or anything. But because it's ever-changing outside, ever-evolving, it, it's a lot of people have been getting sick. Some with COVID, which is, but more people here just with colds. So I had a cold. Now, I would have been just fine, but I didn't see the signs until it was too late. So my back was hurting. I was like, what's, what's going on with this, right? And so I said, oh, whatever. So I went to the gym Monday. Then on Tuesday, I was like, oh, by the time I went to the gym again, even though I was like still feeling a little off. And then by the time I came over to the gym, my nose was running. I was like, holy crap, I'm, I have a cold. Like, fuck. You know, and I felt bad because I, I don't wear a, gym, a mask at the gym. It's the only place I don't wear a mask. Uh, even though we don't have a mask mandate anymore, I just wear my mask. Anyone who's heard my interview with Nico Rodriguez um, can, can you know, knows that uh, the story I told when I was at Comic Palooza a few weeks ago. Like, I still wore my mask. Every, I, I took it off when I met Christian and when I met Britt Baker. And for those pictures, oh, and when I met uh, Paul Mark Gossler, how do we say his name from Zach Morris fame? I left my mask was on the entire time. So anyways, I'm sitting there, I'm like, dang, and so I'm, I'm, I'm feel bad all week long. And I'm, I'm, getting, I'm at the end of it. I know it. Um, and I'm going out of town next week. So <clears throat> in a week where I was looking forward to talking about the return to TNT, the return to national television of Juventud Guerrero and Chris Jericho, a feud that I think and all the and out of all the cruiserweights in WCW, I think Hoovertude has the most wins against Jericho all time in WCW. And that kind of WWE because when WWE happened, there was no Jericho wasn't in the cruiserweights at that at that time. Anyways, um, in a week where we're getting one week closer to uh. A SummerSlam that is still up in the air as far as if it will happen at Allegiant Stadium. I still think it will happen at Allegiant Stadium. I think it's just going to be a mask uh, event. <clears throat> we just had a bomb drop on us. I'm recording this on Saturday. This happened Friday night. And I was going to record because I watched The Suicide Squad. I watched Batman Long Halloween 2. So I'm going to review these shows and whatever. And 12 NXT releases, 12 strictly NXT releases. And we can say what we want to about budget cuts. I know Dave Meltzer reported when NXT made the move, excuse me, to USA that eventually NXT talent will start making main roster money because of the network they're on. But the talents that were released today, we're going to get to the names in one second, they weren't there yet. <laughs> they weren't there by a long shot. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And um, and some of the moves were interesting, to say the least. Um, no, I do not think AEW should pick up most of these people. I think most people just need to go to ROH, Impact, or New Japan. I think it will fit them better. But we're going to st- start with... To me, the biggest name and the biggest shocker of them all is Bronson Reed. 
Bronson Reed, who just was North American champion um, a month ago. And he lost it because I think he was in anticipation of moving to the main roster. He did a bunch of dark matches. Um, this is really weird. Really weird. I think he has something. New Japan would do. He would do great in New Japan. You know, <clears throat> I definitely think he he's a future period, you know. Um, but it was more shocking because he was getting a, just a push. And I think the only reason the push was cut short is because a few, like a, like a month or two ago, a month ago now, it was reports that Vince McMahon, Bruce Prichard, and um, all the top brass were down at NXT, like scouting their talent. That's what made them bring them up. That's why Dakota Kai, Karrion Cross, Scarlett, uh, Bordeaux, um, Bronson Reed, all these people bringing dark matches <clears throat> because they were calling them up because they need fresh faces. And it's very interesting. This happened in a week where John Cena, John Cena, the ultimate company guy, to me, I don't think anyone's ever spoke more glowingly of WWE without saying a negative word about it. Maybe even the the Rock's on the same level, you know. But we're going to get to the Rock in a second. <clears throat> You're going to have a bunch of coughing. Sorry about that. But this is all interesting because this, this has something to do. The reason why we're going to get to the Rock is because we're going to get something that's going on with Adam Cole and Pete Dunne. But to me, I'm going to name these names because I'm, be I'm going to be all over the place. And this is all the show's going to consist of for the second week. Well... Oh, technically, it was an extra show earlier, but this is all that this show is going to consist of, is this. It's the curious case of releases, right? So you have Asher Hale, Ari Sterling, Bobby Fish, Bronson Reed, Giant Zanzier, Jake Atlas, Atlas, Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff, Mercedes Martinez, Tyler Russ, Zakaria Smith, Stephen Smith was a referee. So... We talk about Bronson Reed a little bit. That was really surprising because he was just getting a push. It was anticipated he was going to be in the next draft, you know, for that. Why not? I don't know. But it's weird. Bobby Fish, I don't know some of these names on here, just for the record. Bobby Fish was very injury prone. It's not really surprising. <coughs> Excuse me. Get some water in my system. It's surprising. not surprising because of how injury prone he has been and so um that's not surprising uh giant zanjir i'd seen him once I, I he's been there for a while whatever jake atlas was just on television a few months ago helping out uh who was it was it zia lee in her feud before she went heel um but we haven't seen him since gonna reeves I see intermittently. Um, Leon Ruff, former North American champion this year. Jonathan Esther made a comment. I'm surprised they gave him a chance. Me, me as well. I, I even with even for NXT, there's enough small underdogs that it was kind of weird. Um, but look here, he has that television exposure now. Former North American champion. He at least to me, I could see him in, in Impact in the X division. I can. Um, Mercedes Martinez, we have not seen her since Zia Lee accidentally knocked her out. And she actually left, for those of you who don't remember or don't know, Mercedes Martinez was at the very first All Out. 
uh, in the Battle Royal. She it got she it got she got she didn't get booed. The booking of her got booed when she got eliminated. She actively left AEW, asked for her release. They released her, no con, no um, 90 day contract or 90 day non compete. They outright released her. Uh, said, hey, you know, you want to be here? Cool. We don't want you to, you know, feel trapped. And she she wanted to go to WWE. She went to NXT. Then last year, I think it's a year this month. She was a part. She was the, in the first iteration of um, Retribution. She was in it. But then she went to management and said she wanted to go back to NXT. So they removed her. Um, and then she got, went back to NXT maybe like a month or two later. And she hasn't really done anything of note as far. But she wasn't. She's an older wrestler. Uh, I'm pretty sure she was just going to be using the Chris Hero role of, hey, um, you're a good hand. You're going to have some good matches. We're, you're going to put a lot of younger people over, though. Um but still a good hand to have, nonetheless. But she's had a really interesting three years, going at from all from the first all out, requesting her release just so she can go to WWE. She specifically wants to go to WWE. Um, very interesting. Tyler Russ, Zakaria Smith. I don't know who that is. I've seen the picture. I don't remember. Yeah, and then Stefan Smith was a referee. So, anyways, to me, some of these people will get second chances in WWE. At this point, it's going to be interesting to see who goes back and who does not go back because it's just, for me, personally, my frame of reference, this is not budget cuts. This is just, at this point, it's just we made this mistake before Nick Khan came aboard that we're just going to hoarder all this talent, something we've never done before in our history. We've only kept certain people. Historically, they kept Shawn Michaels when he wanted to go to WCW. They refused to let him out of his contract. They refused to let Owen Hart out of his contract. But that's been select people who they just weren't going to give to the other channel, which is fine. But they did something a few years ago where they started hoarding talent. We, we see other people picking momentum up. We want no part of drama. We don't want no part of competition. Air quotes, I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes. And they made the conscious efforts to, to not do it, right? And so, <clears throat> Nick Khan came in and said, "No, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna trim everything that I deem to be fat, which is fine. No, it's, it's, it's we, we have to remember this is a multi well, it's a billion dollar corporation. It's a corporation. Corporation at the top very rarely can see what goes on at the bottom and understand what happens at the bottom. NXT is the bottom." If we're being real, you know, and even though this is happening on the main roster too, if you look at how some of these talents are booked when you get up there, whether it's a revival, FTR, whether it's a Carrion Cross, a Keith Lee, like these are people who are have shined, you know, in in, in NXT, and is the reason why Champa said I would rather retire than ever go to the main roster, which he was that was not, even if you don't believe. Anything these these wrestlers say, say these wrestlers say in interviews, you can believe that. There's a reason why he has not gone to the main roster. There's a there's a reason. <clears throat> there's a reason Johnny Gargano would much rather work with his wife in NXT and wrestle the same people. There's a reason. Because these wrestlers have nothing more to give to NXT, but they have nothing to give to the main roster either because they know 
They have something to give to it, but they know they won't be allowed to give it. Fair enough. So anyways, I was about The Rock earlier. Interesting story came out this week. Adam Cole had signed... Because remember like two years ago, it was reported... And Adam Cole would, would not talk about it. And it was reported that Adam Cole signed this massive five-year deal. He was locked in until 2024. I remember this like it was yesterday because I remember it was, it was such a big deal that he signed this contract in NXT. I remember saying to myself, dang, like... He must really love it there. You know, that's, that's awesome. They're going to have him there. And I was anticipating him to move up to the main roster and blah, blah, blah. What comes out this week that due to a clerical issue, something we just heard, and I have not heard the, the Tommy in Malachi Black interview from Talk is Jericho. I am looking forward to being, to downloading that and listening to that on the airplane when I go on my trip. Um... I have not heard that yet, but that's the same thing with Malachi Black. I, I read the transcription where he said when he got released, he looked at the contract and it said 30 days. He sent it to his agent and said, hey, is this what, what I think I see? It just said, I think so. They then sent it to somebody within WWE that he knew he could trust that wouldn't spill the beans to them, uh, to WWE about whatever. No, this, I'm just reading the transcription now. I haven't heard it. I might listen to it and get the full story. But how I read it, how was the transcription was put was, hey, is this true? Can I trust you to keep your mouth shut? First, like, oh, yeah, it's only 30 days. You're good. I won't say anything. Wow. Same thing with, and my point connecting everything is, do you guys remember in 2007, 2008, when the, I, remember, I remember this. Rock was on an interview on Good Morning America. He was promoting some movie. He was much smaller than... And uh, the person asked him about the WWE, and he was very mum about it. He said, <laughs> and you could tell when Rock is, Rock is a charismatic guy, as we know. You can tell when you watch enough Rock interviews or Dwayne Johnson interviews, when there's a topic where he's just kind of like, I'm completely brushing that off. We saw this two weeks ago, after Vin Diesel said the thing about uh, tough love or whatever, and Rock said, ha ha ha, well, uh, I wish them well, you know, I'm not going to be in the last two movies. Just... Threw that out there. He didn't have to throw that out there. We didn't know he wasn't going to be in the last two movies. Everyone's expecting him to. He's going to be in Hobbs and Shaw too. But whatever, right? I remember this interview. He was like, yeah, you know, I'm contractually done with the WWE. And, you know, I'm just moving forward to this. Completely brushing it off. Here's a fun fact about that. I don't know if, how many of you guys know this. And the only reason I, I remember this being a big deal at the time. And I remember it was such a big deal because... Mind you, I told you guys already. In this time frame, I was, I was very rarely on dirt sheets. I like if I ran, if I saw something, I would read it. But I very, I was so busy running around doing things, other things, that I just kind of let wrestling happen, and, and whatever. Right? I didn't start getting into the dirt sheets more and more until I started the podcast. But I, I oh, every now and then go to different websites when. I would see, like, see something like, oh, is that injury legit? And I would look for, for answers, you know, because by 2005, I started going to live events. So I was like, all right, I'm going to pay for this if I see this person, you know? And that's why a lot of times, that's why a lot of times when people ask me, hey, what live events have you been to? It's, I forget it and it's blurry because I forget because I was so specific until so I started going to WrestleManias every year. I was so specific. That's why I, like my, I tell these people, not all the time, but when we talk, my first actual live event show was 2005 SummerSlam. 
Like, I forget all the time that I got to see Chris Benoit wrestle live. I got to see Eddie Guerrero wrestle live. Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, their own, excuse me, uh, Hulk Hogan. You know, I, for, I, I forget these things, you know, because of whatever. Well, I, rem- I just remember this vividly because I remember saying to myself, dang, you know, cause it's, and I remember the Rock movie wasn't even that impressive. I, I, I just, just seeing him there, like you missed the Rock. So I'm going to, I'm such a fan. I was going to consume all of his interviews, right? Now, not so much. I don't, I, I, if I watch an interview or something like that, it's usually something that's going to educate me. And I try, I usually avoid that. That's, unless someone sends me a clip, then it's a different story. But the point of this is the reason why the contract expired is because a clerical issue. Someone in WWE, and this time he can't blame Seaman, whoever's that's that's his last name. That's gonna be funny here. That's why Seaman got fired. It's because Adam Cole thing. But in 2008, someone who was in charge of that, I can't remember the person's name. Um, someone, if you know what I'm talking about, because I know someone in the audience that does. They let it quietly expire. They just wasn't he was he wasn't afterthought. He wasn't on the main roster. They just it, that's why it expired. And so they got in a lot of trouble for that because like, how can't you have Rock wasn't going to TNA or anything, but at the end of the day, that's why when Rock comes back and Rock can be on, like when Ken Shamrock said, hey, you know, I would really love for The Rock to give me an introduction video for his Hall of Fame speech and Impact, Rock said, yeah, that's why Rock can do all this stuff because Rock has full control over his, over his stuff. You know, he can be on any program he wants to be. I'm sure Jericho had the same deal, stuff like that, right? Brock Lesnar. But that's why that happened. And like I said, I remember, and I didn't, at the time, I didn't know that. I want to say I, I knew it maybe like a year later when I was on the dirt sheets for some reason. But I remember just, I, that interview is in my head, how he just kind of shrugs it off. And then it reminded me of that this week when he did the same, well, two weeks ago when he did the same thing with Vin Diesel. The point is, that's why Seaman got fired. And he, even though it was reported that he got fired months ago, he wasn't fired. But he was fired because then it, it's revealed, oh, I'm cold. <laughs> His contract is up. Adam Cole had to sign an extension to work through SummerSlam weekend, which is why we're getting that third match, which is going to be his, probably his swan song. And apparently, as of this recording, last night's SmackDown taping was going to be the first meeting between Adam Cole and Miss McMahon. And apparently, AEW has already made a contract offer to Adam Cole. One, he would fit in there perfectly. I'm not saying he should go. I'm not saying he should stay. I'm just saying he would. His style fits AEW. Period. He could then go do work in New Japan, but whatever. We know his history with the Bullet Club. Former leader. We know what he can do. Former ROH World Heavyweight Champion. He would fit in, in AEW perfectly. One, two. His woman is there, Britt Baker. So in case you didn't know, that's a thing. That is a thing. Um. So they've already made a contract offer to him. How they were able to do that without it being contract tampering, I don't know. The only reason I'm even saying anything is because I see Meltzer and Sean Ross Sapp actually report this. So I'm like, okay, so it must be some validity to it because these are some reputable sources right now. But he's already been made a contract offer. Also, still, even before Friday's meeting with Vince McMahon, if he ever had that meeting, he was still not made a long-term contract, though. This is unacceptable. <laughs> this is crazy right now. And it's funny because people ask me all the time, like, man, like, you just, like, you're so chill in your podcast. Like, I'll be going crazy. There's nothing to go crazy about. These things are unacceptable because these things are crazy. Like, I want, I'm thinking, like, how can you be this 
incoherent. You're a million. You're a billion dollar company. It's like I was watching this uh, review on wrestling with regret with Brian Zane. He's a funny guy. You should check his YouTube channel out. Um, and he's reviewing Bash at the Beach 2000. And one of the things he's laughing about, making fun of the most, is how there's this segment with cake and how instead of them getting a mop bucket, they have these poor PAs taking bottled waters to lubricate the mats and they still can't get the cake up because it's not enough lubrication. He's like, you're a million dollar company, you don't know how to clean up cake. Like, you're a billion dollar company and you don't know how to keep contracts together. Oh, but. But we shouldn't be surprised because these people don't know contracts because you can't take a contract with someone else's name on it, take a green Sharpie, write your name on it, and think that that's a legally binding thing. <laughs> so we shouldn't really be surprised. Um, but that's unacceptable, though, dude. Seriously. Like, it's just crazy to me how this is happening. And then... It's reported on Thursday. The first time I saw it, at least. It had to be Thursday. Pete Dunne's contract is coming up very, very soon. They've been teasing a match with him and Samoa Joe. It's, every, all, everything looks like it's heading to a Walter loss, which would be him losing his historic run as the UK champion, him moving to the main roster in NXT. To, and it also looks like Samoa Joe's going to take that belt off Karrion Cross as Karrion Cross goes off into the sunset. You don't have to worry about keeping this guy strong anymore. He's already had his first loss. It's actually, he's one and two on the main roster because this week he just lost to Keith Lee. They had a rematch. And then on top of that, apparently the story was supposed to be Karrion Cross was going to keep losing and losing and losing. And then they were going to bring Scarlet up. And that's what would unleash the inner gladiator, inner demon within him. But he is one and two on the main roster right now. So you don't need to keep him strong anymore. Strong shit is over. You know, Keith Lee was 0-2 against this guy. Keith Lee finally got his first one against this guy. Clean win. He's going to lose to Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's going to be the first ever three-time NXT World Heavyweight Champion. Everything. Then there's, they're still they're clearly building to a match with him and Pete Dunne. I'm curious to see if Pete Dunne will sign a new contract because unless there are guarantees that, hey, I don't have to go in the main roster, who's going to sign a five-year deal? At this point, five-year deals mean nothing in this company unless you're a Becky Lynch, unless you're a Sasha Banks, unless you're a Roman Reigns, unless you're a Charlotte Flair, you know? And Pete Dunne is not there yet, you know? Um, I think he's a great wrestler, you know? But I, I just don't... Whatever, I keep... <sighs> Anyways, the point is, these things are happening to me... These things are all happening for a reason. Like these things are exposing a big part of it, and I, I'm, I'm careful to not tell so many too many stories on this. But I've had a couple situations with WWE with friends who have worked there, and like they'll text me, and these are not like wrestling fans. These are people who they hired because they thought they could mold them into whatever they want to mold them into, right? Believe it or not, I know people don't believe this, but I know for I know this for a fact. I, and I've been around for certain things. I can't say what they are, they are if we, we're breaking confidence. But I can say certain I can say this. I can say one or two things. They do go out of their way to make sure they do not hire wrestling fans. They know that. They if they know that you're a super fan, they want no input from you. These people that I know that have worked for WWE, these are people who are are close to me are not wrestling fans they, they may have watched wrestling in the past they know who hogan is austin rock they know who those people but if you don't know the mount Rushmore wrestling then you've been living under the rock a rock literally no pun intended to the rock 
But like everyone, everyone's gonna know who John Cena is. You know, like John Cena is on the Mount Rushmore wrestling. So even if you don't know who he is from his wrestling, with his performance in Suicide Squad, which we'll get to in the Suicide Squad review on Wednesday, with him being in all his cameos and him being all over the place in Fast and Furious now, he is officially mainstream. You know who the Mount Rushmore wrestling is. Cena, Rock, Austin, Hogan. And now I, I and I hate not putting Ric Flair on that, but throw Ric Flair on that too. Whatever the bleep. <clears throat> Anyways, so they do go out of their way to not hire wrestling fans. And they think they can mold these people. They burn these people out, though. These people end up leaving within months, maybe even a year. Well, anyways, the point is, is that when we hear these things about instability and clerical issues, this is just on the major level these things happen to people in the office like when i heard some stories i'm like holy crap on a cracker batman how does this happen so often so it's not surprising that it happens but it's still kind of surprising that it happens when it's people who are prominently on your television and especially with nxt the difference is if you didn't know this when you're in NXT, you're a 30-day non-compete that gets updated when you sign a new contract on the main roster. It goes from 30 days to 90 days. So all these people have 30-day no-contract. These people are going to be on television or wherever the fuck they want to go really, really fast. They're going to be on really fast. Excuse me. Um, so... This is all interesting. Like I said, these things, like, it's funny that you start connecting it. That's like, this has been happening for years. And I hate to consume this show with just this, but it's so intriguing to me. And I just don't feel any... Dude, it's it's, it's dynamite. Go fucking watch a ten, another review. <laughs> I know people... I get this all the time. I want to hear you. It was a good show, but we really need to talk about this. Because it's so intriguing to me what these moves are going to be. Me personally, if I had to take a guess, I think, I, first of all, Bronson Reed, I can see him going to Impact. And I say AEW wouldn't want him, but I think he would do better in a place like Impact or um, New Japan. I don't know. If, I have no clue if Adam Cole's going to resign this contract or sign a new contract. But if they're going through all of this, a lot's, a lot's going to be told NXT 36 when he faces Kyle Riley. If he wins that match, he's staying with the company. I'm going to go on a, a, a bet, or, or a, uh, not a bet, but my thought, and say he's not winning that match. And he's This is his swan song. He's losing, and he's going wherever else he wants to go. Because I think he has to know. He has to see the writing on the wall. If I sign this contract, they're going to move me, and he could very well, and I don't want to wish this into existence, but he could very well be chasing that 24-7 championship. Can you imagine Adam Cole freaking chasing the 24-7 championship. I don't want to think it, but I do think it, unfortunately. I think he has to see the writing on the wall. You know? I, I'm, I'm already in NXT. I'm not a Samoa Joe. I get fired. Then Triple H saves me. <clears throat> and that's the last thing we'll talk about here, then we're ending the show. Triple H, I, I wonder how... First of all, they didn't even, they didn't even announce the releases. These uh, the wrestlers, I, went, I believe, went to... And I don't think they've ever announced the releases of NXT talent, but the wrestlers went to um, social media to, to to post it. 
I think Sean Ross Sapp said a ton of WWE releases, and then Bronson Reed and all those other people came out and said, hey, I just got released. Um, but the Triple H factor in this, I'm really curious to know how he feels about it. Once again, some of these names, I don't even know. So they just didn't see anything in them. But Bronson Reed's the most surprising. Bobby Fish isn't. Mercedes Martinez is kind of, because she could just be a coach. I know she's in her early 40s or whatever. Um, she could still go, though. Um, and she still can contribute. Like, to me, she could be a, definitely a Sarah, Serena Deeb. Wrestle while being a coach. She still has a lot in the tank. A lot to give. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, that's a, that's a Triple H factor. I, I, I'm just... We will never know, maybe until Vince passes away, which could be, which is going to be a long time from now, how Triple H... We, we'll never know how he really feels about this until he can actually talk. <clears throat> but he has to be frustrated. He has to be frustrated about this and it's crazy because i wanted to talk this week and i guess i still can it has a lot less kick so <laughs> talk about uh, this unmatched stuff i was talking to other people like hey you should talk about unmatched uh, it's just to me it's just i guess i can still talk about it it's just no nah, i'm not going to it's just feel it's a weird transition man it's weird i might do something side a side thing as an extra and talk about the unmatched series for aw but um uh, this is interesting, man. It's interesting times we live in. We're still in a pandemic. The Delta virus has picked up steam. Um, be safe. Um, only thing you can do, you can't control everything. You can't control, you can control what you control, what you, what you can control. This is just, these are interesting times. And it just makes things even more interesting that where it looks like Nick Khan's like, man, Vince is too old. Vince just... We just need to do things differently. And maybe we're not giving... I'm not going to say this out loud. Fuck that. I, Nick Khan clearly has plans to sell this fucking company. So, not soon, but in the future. And he wants to make sure that they're as good as can be. And once again, maybe these talents... When they were there two months ago, they saw these talents that we see nothing in them. I com- To me, I completely see why Leon Ruff. I'm not saying I agree with it. I don't think anyone should lose a job. But to me, Leon Ruff looks more like a ROH in, impact talent. Like he just he doesn't he just he's he's too small. You know, he's he's constantly fighting the underdog thing and they just don't tell that many stories like that anymore. Like the, Triple H is a very old school wrestling fan. And that's what I mean by like the the main roster just doesn't tell that many stories like that anymore. To where I just he would be on the 24-7 title, which is just a waste of talent. He's clearly a talented guy. But can you imagine Leon Ruff versus TJP versus the, whoever the Impact uh, X Division champion is at the time if he, if he goes to Impact? What matches he can have in the X, the ultimate X matches? He could have a freaking ball there, you know? Or even ROH with a pure championship, him against Jay Lethal and stuff like that. Like... I just think he fits better in those companies, um, not AEW or WWE. But anyways, I, I I hope that these guys and ladies find their footing. They will find their footing. We're gonna remain positive about this. Sorry to just bring this sh- this show about this. I'm not being negative. I'm just trying to be as insightful as possible and just try to take it all in with you guys. Um, I, I what I will do is, uh, I will. What I might do is do a cold open because we actually have a new partner, uh, a new collaboration this month, 
I'm going to be playing their commercials every Monday and Wednesday before the show. Please check their podcast out. I've listened to it. It's very enjoyable. Um, so you're going to be hearing the commercials every every, every week this month. Um, just as now respect and uh, I'm just building each other's podcast. And um, I might just do a cold open to this show. Talk about Unmatched and we'll get into this. So uh, enjoy your week. Do not let this frustrate you guys. It's it's frustrating because I know some of your favorite talents are getting released, and uh, despite what people think, and we didn't even talk about other news of the week, but beautiful Bobby Eaton passing away. Oh my God. Oh, I, I'll talk about that in the cold open, but like we're gonna break some stuff down. Well, you know what? I'm just gonna record two. This will be part one of a two-part Monday show, and I'll do. Yeah, that's what that's what this will be. It'll be part one of a two-part um, episodes on Monday. Beautiful Bobby Eaton needs more respect than that. I had a chance to meet Beautiful Bobby Eaton. I got a picture with him. It's, he's a freaking nice guy to me. That's what this will be. This is part one of a two-part episode, Monday episode. Thank you, guys. Appreciate the support. Enjoy your week. We'll get into it later.